Why do most churches never get past 100 people? Now, I want to be uh, clear. I, I, don't, I think the Bible teaches that churches should grow, but it does, the Bible doesn't say anything about numerical growth for churches. We should grow spiritually. We should grow in discipleship. We should grow in compassion and how we serve the less fortunate. But a byproduct of those things, when we grow in those things, a byproduct of that is numerical growth. And so it's interesting to me why a lot of churches don't ever pass the 100-person mark. In fact, I, the last stat I heard from Rainer or whatever was like the average church is like 65 people, which is fine. I, don't, I think it's great that there are a lot of 65-person churches. Um, but I think part of the reason that uh, churches don't grow is because their systems um, are not designed for growth. They don't have the right systems in place. And a system is just a, a way that you accomplish something. This is how we do it here is a way that you can look at the, what a system is. Uh, so today we're going to talk about how Planning Center specifically can help your church grow. And Planning Center really is just a tool that you can use to establish systems that can scale uh, with your church. So my name is Joshua Riggs. Uh, this is my family. Uh, my wife Allison and I have been married for 20 years. We just celebrated our 20th anniversary. These are our five children, Austin, Andrew, Aiden, Ava, and Mary. Um, they are a joy. So this morning, uh, Ava, our oldest daughter, she had Bible memorization. We were around the corner. And with Bible memorization, if you're not first, you have to go to this holding area and they, you have to wait until it's your turn and they come and call you. Well, she was getting impatient and I was, it was Mary and Ava, my daughters, and we were standing or sitting in the holding area and I said, she was, you know, Dad, it's time to go, I'm ready to go. I said, you're fine, you have nothing to do and you're with your two favorite people in the whole world, most favorite people in the whole world. She said, uh-uh. I said, I'm not your favorite person in the whole world. She said, no, Jesus and God. <laughs> and I said, don't forget about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, anyway, they are a joy. So we, are, uh, we live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm the worship pastor at Bethany Church in Broken Arrow, uh, just a little south of Tulsa. Uh, we've been there for 13 years, coming up on 13 years. And uh, so that's a little bit my, about my family. They are an absolute uh, joy. So today we're going to talk about how Planning Center can help your church grow. So if you want, you can uh, scan this code and you'll fill out a little form and uh, you can download a few resources that will help you in this, that will sort of complement what uh, I'm talking about today. One of them is an article. Let me know if uh, you have any issues with that, by the way, because it was giving me a little bit of trouble earlier. But one of those is an article by Tim Keller. Tim Keller passed away a few months ago, uh, but he's an incredible preacher, Bible teacher. And he wrote an article about 15 years that changed the way I think about churches ch and specifically systems in churches. It's an article called Church Size Dynamics. And it talks about how, depending on what size of church you are, determines how you communicate and what kind of systems you need to use and as your church grows, as your church increases numerically, you have to be willing to make these changes. It's an incredible article. Uh, so that's part of it. And there's some other resources there as well. I'll give you this code again at the end if you didn't get it, okay? But your current systems are dis perfectly designed to get the results you are currently getting. So there's some seats right here, you guys. I don't want you guys to have to stand up for 45 minutes. Do you guys mind to slide over and let, let these people have a seat? Thank you. So your current systems are perfectly designed to get the results you're currently getting. So if you are a church of 120 people, we could look at your systems, how you do things, and those systems would determine um, how, why you're at 120 people or, or why that potentially might be your capacity. And again, a system is just a way that you accomplish things. You have a system for everything. You have a system for how you brush your teeth. Okay, you have a system for how you go to the grocery store or how you get gas. Your church has a system too. And today we're going to talk about three, three of those specific things, specifically your, how you handle guests, uh, what you do with next steps, and what you do with volunteers. So these systems, how you, do those, how you accomplish these tasks, uh, will determine the results that you're getting. So let's say 
that you're a pastor and you have a system in place that every time somebody comes to the altar, you want to pray with that person for three minutes. Like this is your system. Okay, I'm going to exaggerate a little bit to, to drive home a point. But you have this. So every time somebody comes, you want to pray with that person for three minutes. So the first week, one person comes, you pray with them for three minutes. It, it's great. You hear their concern. You, you spend three minutes. You pray with them. The next week, two people come. So you have three minutes and three minutes. You've got six minutes of, of prayer time, right? Then the next week, ten people come. And you've got 30 minutes of prayer time. And by this time, the, the rest of the congregation, those who are not praying, they're getting a little like, ooh, this is it's taking a little long, right? Okay. Then the next week, 40 people come to the altar. And you're still using the same system where you're going to spend three minutes and pray with all 40 people. If you're trying to do the math, that's 120 minutes. So two hours, your two hours you're spending on that system. And if that's where you are, what, what it is is you are attached. You are married to the system, not to the end product of what you're trying to achieve. You're married to the how, not the what. You guys with me? So... It, and, and obviously, if you have 40 people and your idea is to pray with each of those for three minutes, it's not scalable. And so if after the crowd sits there for two hours, the next week, a lot of them are not coming back because they don't, they don't want to sit there for two hours while you're praying individually with those people. So as a result, you've got to be willing to change your system, right? You're not changing the what. You still want to pray with or you want someone to pray with the people who came to the altar. But... Maybe it doesn't have to be you specifically as the pastor. You guys tracking with me? So that system in place, if you're married to that system, that's going to, that's going to cap your, uh, your uh, ability for growth. And, and you've probably heard the term leadership lid. So that's where your leadership lid is. So every time you, you're, you're staying with the same system and you keep bumping up to that leadership lid because you're not willing to change the system instead because you're, you're married to the what, not, or you're married to the how, not the what, okay? So changing the system in that instance would be maybe you, you pick 10 leaders in the church and you say, hey, I want you to be the altar ministry team. And anytime somebody comes to the altar, I want you to spend time, listen to their concern, and pray with them. And you train those 10 leaders. And instead of you being the pastor, you being the one who has to pray with all 40 of those people, you have leaders under you who are the ones praying with those people. You with me? All right, so that's what I mean by a system. Your current system is, is perfectly designed to get the results you're currently getting. So if you want your church to grow, you must have the systems in place to maintain that growth. Michael Lukaszowski from Church Fuel says it like this. Structure your church not for the size you are now, but for the size you want to be. So if you are a size of 100 and you want to reach another 100 people and be to 200 people, you've got to structure your systems to, to be uh, capable of handling those 200 people. So now you're like, okay, what does any of this have to do with Planning Center? Planning Center is just a tool that you can use to establish some of these scalable systems. So, and again, we're going to talk about three of them, but if you are communicating, and this, that article by Tim Keller is incredible, if, if you're communicating, you only have 10 people, you communicate to just 10 people a lot differently than you communicate to 100 people, or, or if you're communicating to 1,000 people. It's just a lot different. And maybe, it, maybe you're the pastor or a leader in the church, and you know, every time there's a guest, it's your job to text that person, to call that person, to follow up with that person manually. Well, that's fine if you have two or three guests, but again, if you have 20 or 30 or more guests, then that system starts to break down and you, and you start hitting your leadership lid. I personally think that your ability to, uh, to lead and your ability to grow is determined by how comfortable you are with change. Like if you're not comfortable with change, and all of us have this level where we say, oh, I'm just, I can't go there. I'm not comfortable with changing that. And as a result, that's going to be your leadership lid. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, because all of us, I mean, the Bible's clear, some over tens, over hundreds, right, over thousands. Everybody has different leadership capability. But a lot of it is determined by your willingness to, uh, to be uncomfortable and change how you're accomplishing something. So Planning Center is a suite of products that you can use 
um, to manage pretty much every area of your church. So there are eight major products. Um, I'm going to go through them briefly. On that QR code that I showed you, I have a video that explains in detail what all the planning center is. And maybe when you hear planning center, you might be thinking like something about music, right? Because that is, uh, that's one of their products, that's planning center services. Um, that was their first product. And a lot of churches use planning center service to plan their service and, and send out music to their volunteers. The planning center is an entire church management system. And so planning center people, that's the one in the middle. That's sort of like your main database. It's your central hub. All the other products pull their information from that. So that's names, addresses, emails, phone numbers, uh, baptism dates, anniversaries, all that content is managed in planning center people. Uh, planning center people is 100% free. I'm going to dive into planning center people in a minute. Planning center services is what you use to plan services, schedule volunteers, and communicate with volunteers. We're also going to look at that in a minute. Planning center groups is a way for you to manage your groups. Sunday school classes, small groups, uh, women's Bible study groups, any group that meets on a regular basis, you use planning center groups to uh, communicate with them, to take attendance, to schedule events. Planning center registrations is a way for people to sign up for things, to participate. You've got a women's Bible study. You want the women to sign up so you know how many are going to attend. And you also want to sell the uh, companion workbook that goes along with the Bible study. You can use planning center registrations for that. Planning center check-ins is primarily a way for you to check your kids in in a secure way. So the parents come, they come to a desk, they check in their kids. A uh, printer spits out two labels, one for the kid and one for the parent, right? You with me? And you give the parent the label or the code that matches their kid, you put the sticker on the kid, and they can't leave unless they can't leave with that kid unless they have that code proving it that it's theirs. It's a high security um, mechanism. And so again, we're talking about systems. So if your system currently is when parents drop their kids, they just sort of push them down the hallway and you say, I'll see you after service. Okay, that's your current, let's say that's your current system. If you have a guest who attends, let's say it's a family, new family, they're both, the, they're 25, 26 years old, they've got a four-year-old and an 18-month-old. Do you think that they're going to come, if they come to your church, do you think they're just going to push their kids down the hallway and say, I'll see you later? Probably not. At best, they're going to bring their kids into church with them, which is not necessarily a bad thing. That's the best thing that happened. At worst, they, they might just turn around and leave because you don't have the system in place ready for them to receive them. Planning center check-ins can help with that. Planning center giving. I am surprised at how many churches still don't have online giving available for their church. And if that's one of you, I'm not, I'm not downing you in any way. It's just surprising to me in 2023 that so many churches don't have a way to give online. But planning center giving is, and it is so much more than just online giving. Uh, it's a way to manage all of your giving, including cash and check. So you can manage, you can send out giving statements. You can, they can do ACH giving, which is like bank to bank transfer. You can do text to give. Uh, you can manage all of your giving and planning center giving. And just a little note, because I am a nerd on some of these things. Planning center giving is the second least expensive option of all the online giving options. So like Pushpay and uh, Tithely and uh, some of these others, uh, they are, they're pretty expensive with their fees. Planning Center works really hard to keep their fees really low. There's only one company that's cheaper than Planning Center, so just keep that in mind. Planning Center Publishing is a way to build an app, and there's actually a free, vert, a free you can do it for free. I'm going to show you that in just a second. And then Planning Center Calendar is a way to sort of manage all the events, all the activities that happen in your church, and also uh, schedule rooms and resources. We're not going to talk about calendar today, but it's, it's also great. So this is an app that I built for Unity Church in Greenville. I think this video will play. Let's see. Maybe. And this, okay, here we go. So this is the app. The cool thing about the app is it's web-based and it's on, on the app store. So um, if they don't want to download an app, they can still view this, this website, this app through their browser. And so this is, this is, that's what Unity's, uh, we built that a couple months ago. I helped them transition from CCB to, uh, to, to Planning Center. So you can use publishing to build a free app. I'm just telling you that just to 
you can put a pin in it because we're not going to talk anymore about that. Okay. Three main systems that you must improve if your church is, is going to grow. If you're willing to grow, if you're willing to change your system, these are the three main systems. So now we're going to get into like very practical how you can use Planning Center to help your church grow. So, and these three systems are how you deal with guests, next steps, and volunteers. All right. How you, get, how you deal with guests, next steps, and volunteers. While I take a drink of water, does anybody have... Um, any, any questions or anything that you're like, wait a minute. Anybody want to say anything? All right, cool. I see some of you taking pictures. You're welcome to take pictures of these slides. That QR code that I showed at the beginning and I'll show at the end, you can download all these slides as a part of that resource, okay? All right, so we're first going to talk about Planning Center people. I mentioned that this is a free app, it's free, a free product, 100% free. No matter how many people you have in your database, it's free and always will be free. Um, so you can use Planning Center people to connect with guests. So I'm gonna walk you through how we do it at Bethany Church and uh, how lots of churches do it. Uh, and it, and this, this is a way that's scalable. Again, we're talking about using a system that's scalable to allow your church to grow. So um, we create a digital connection card using PCO forms. If, we, if I say PCO, that stands for Planning Center Online. Planning Center used to be called Planning Center Online, so they got the nickname PCO. So PCO is Planning Center. So you can, use, you can build a form using the Planning Center People product. And this is a digital form that you can embed on your website, or you can link to it on social media, or the, a popular way is to create a QR code. Just like the one that you scanned earlier, you create a QR code. And so you use the URL of the form, build this QR code, and you can do that for free. And then every week you encourage guests to scan that code. So not just like once a month, but every week, somebody, uh, the, one of the pastors or somebody, the host, somebody who's welcoming, hey, thanks so much for joining us. If you are, if this is your first time here, I try not to use the word guest. Uh, it's okay if you do, but guests sort of implies that like they're not coming back or they're not part of the family. So I usually say if, if this is your first time here or if you're new here or maybe your first time back in a while. So I, I, I sort of try to communicate that we're expecting you to come back, right? So if this is your first time here, we take a minute and scan this code. And this is a simple form you can use to fill out, and we'll send some more information about our church. We'd love to connect with you. And also on this form, you'll notice a place where you can put a prayer request. And if we can pray with you about anything, our, our staff meets every Tuesday morning, and we will pray over these requests. So every week, one of our pastors makes that very same announcement. Every single week. And the people in our church who have been to our church you know, for the last 10 years that we've been making this announcement, they're tired of hearing it. But it's somebody's first Sunday, a lot of times. It's somebody's first time to hear it. And so we're saying, hey, if you're a guest with us, it, one, it communicates that we expected you to come, we're prepared for you to come, and then it also gives you a way to get their information so that you can follow up with them, you can communicate with them. Because if the guests are coming and you're, you're, you don't have any way to connect with them, then that's, that's, that's a broken system. We're back to the lid, right? We, we, we're not getting their information, so we can't communicate with them. So then we're gonna automate a follow-up email and add them to the workflow. So here's a few screenshots of what it looks like inside of Planning Center People. So inside the forms, you can build the form and you can ask any question you want. Um, and then that leads to, this is what the public would see on the app or on the website. And uh, Here's a tip with all connection cards, whether it's a physical card or a digital card, ask as few questions as possible. If you're asking for addresses and date of birth of the children and their social security number, they're not going <laughs> to fill out the form. So the fewer questions you ask, uh, I recommend name, email, and phone number. Those three, and if you, and we have one that's, uh, we have prayer request as, as a form as well, but it's not required. They don't have to fill in any information on that but that's a way for us to actually make a spiritual connection and pray with them. So we, they have this digital connection card, and, then, and all this is through Planning Center People, by the way, which is free, okay? They have a digital connection card, and they get an automated response that comes from our pastor. It's automated. Thanks so much for joining us or connecting with us at Bethany. No matter where you are in your spiritual journey, we believe God has great things in store for you, and we would love to partner with you as you grow in Him. 
Occasionally, we will send you an email to let you know more about our church and how you can stay connected. If you have any questions or we can serve you in any way, just reply to this email and we'll get back to you soon. All right, so that's an automated email. As soon as they fill out that form, that's the email that they get. And then if you want to go next level, then you can set up a what's called a drip campaign. Now, the two primary ways you can do that are through Clearstream or MailChimp. These are third-party products, and there is a, some fees associated with this part of it, but it's well worth the money. I think we pay $30 a month for Clearstream, which is a texting platform. Um, and we're a church of 350 average Sunday, so that kind of gives you an idea of how much you might be paying. So 30 bucks a month for uh, Clearstream. But a drip campaign is basically a sequence of emails or text messages that go over a span of time, that go out randomly or specifically over uh, a, a range of time. So for instance, maybe you have three emails and two text messages that go out automatically through this drip campaign. And so on Monday, they get a text message from the church. Hey, thanks so much for joining us yesterday. We really appreciate it. Do you have any questions about Bethany? Right? And then on Wednesday, they get an email. Hey, we really were so glad to see you. Hey, here's a few things about our kids' ministry that might interest you. Okay? Then Saturday, they get another text message. We'd love for you to join us again tomorrow. Don't forget, we have two services at 9 and 11 o'clock. Okay? You guys follow what I'm saying. All of this is done beforehand. Nobody's manually doing this. It's all just automated. And so every time somebody fills out that card, they're entered into these campaigns, this drip campaign, um, and then... And it's, it's a way for us to continually communicate with them, let them know who we are as a church, and encourage them to, to come back and join us. Okay? The last thing that Planning Center people uh, can do is you can add them to what's called a workflow. And a workflow is basically a system, a way to get people to go through the same process no matter who they are. So, for instance, and you can do workflows for volunteer onboarding, for staff uh, development. You can do it for... Um, baptismal candidates, you can do it for guests, uh, you can create as many workflows as you want, again it's totally free. So uh, uh, an example of a guest workflow would be they're, they're added to, when they fill out the card, the digital card, they're added to a workflow and the first step is for some, the admin to send them a gift. You know, maybe you send them a $5 Amazon gift card or you send them a, you know, Starbucks card or you send them a coffee mug or whatever, you send them a gift. And then they, the next step is for the pastor to email them. And then the next step is they get a text to come back. And the next step, they're added to the church email list. And the next step, we call them to see if they have any questions. You can create any kind of workflow you want. And basically, it ensures that every guest is going to get the same experience. So every guest that, that scans that code or fills out that form, they're going to get so nobody falls through the cracks. And, this, and that's, uh, that's how workflows work. Your system to get guests connected is a crucial part of the growth of your church. And Planning Center people, the product Planning Center people, can do that. I'm sorry it's warm in here. Um, so you may be wondering, well, what if they, what if, because we have a physical card, digital card, and a digital card, like how do you reconcile that? We actually have one of our admins every Monday morning. She gathers all of the physical connection cards that were put in the offering box or that were left in a seat. And she enters those into Planning Center so that they are then added to all of the email, all the text, all the workflows. You follow me? So we're actually, they didn't want to make it digital, but we're making them digital, okay? Uh, which, which, again, makes it so that it's scalable so that we can uh, manage that growth. Any questions about uh, Planning Center people? Do you have many duplicates? And out, out of, you know, what's the percentage of people using digital versus the so uh, that's a good question. We don't have um, duplicates like they fill out the digital card and the physical card. Mm -hmm. We don't have duplicates in that way. Like either they're either they yeah. are digital or not. You know. Um, so and the percentage, it might be fifty-fifty. I don't know. We we promote both of them because some people just aren't quite comfortable, or maybe they feel like it's too cumbersome or they didn't get time to get out their phone, you know, or whatever. So it's probably 50-50 um, as far as who fills out. A, so, and the other thing that we do as a part of that is if they're, obviously we're reaching out to first timers, but 
if they're regular tender, we say, if you're a regular tender and you have a prayer request, use the same form, right? And uh, actually they have a different form because um, we, we have actually changed how we do it a little bit differently, but it's, it's the same process. They fill out a form and put their prayer requests in and, and we get that for regular tenders as well. Yes, sir. When you add your guests to the drip campaign, mm -hmm. they get these emails and mm -hmm. texts through mm -hmm. the week. You said one of the benefits, you made it sound like there was a benefit that uh, nobody is actually doing anything, it's just an automatic thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can your guests respond to those texts and yes. emails and somebody will respond back? Right, yes. You definitely want to set that up. So if they do respond, especially if you're asking a question like in the text message I said, do you have any questions about our church, that would go, that's set to go to uh, a specific email address that's checked and then our team would respond to them individually. So that part of it is not automated. But if you can get them to make one response, that's really healthy, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to set it up if you couldn't get a response from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, any other questions before we move on? So the next one is planning center registrations. This is the second uh, to encourage next steps. Use planning center registrations to encourage next steps. So registrations is a product that you can use to uh, obviously get people to sign up for things, but also just to communicate what's happening in your church. So you can announce the activities, events. You can create online signups, manage attendees. We use planning, planning center registrations uh, for basically every event, anything that's happening, uh, any summer camp or Bible study or VBS or any major event that's happening where we need people to sign up, we use planning center registrations for it. So the way you can do it to encourage next steps, and this, you actually can do this for free. I, I, I planning center knows this, but uh, it's interesting. They don't promote like this part of it, but you can use registrations for free if you select, when you're creating a registration, if you select this one that says none, basically you're providing the information about the event, but you're not requiring a sign up. And so, um, I, I recommend paying for the registrations because it's so beneficial, but you can use the free. So I like just quickly threw this together like as next steps. So you, this is what you could create, like what your registration page could look like. And these are your next steps, right? So a connection card that we just talked about, discover Jesus, get prayer, give, join a small group, volunteer, serve, water bab be water baptized. So my recommendation is to push those not all seven if you're doing seven or let's say you have five don't push all of them every week but at least push one of them like every week you're pushing one of your next steps to because now that they're at the church you want them to be discipled and to continue to grow this is how we're increasing this system to continue to build volunteers get them baptized so wherever they are in their spiritual journey we're encouraging them to take one of these next steps um, so if they, they've been coming for a while and they're Christians, but they haven't been baptized, like at least once a month, you know, potentially they're going to hear about how they can be baptized, you know, or how they can volunteer or how they can join a small group. Like these are the big blocks of the church and we're encouraging them to take that next step. And again, you can do that all in planning center registrations. This is a screenshot of our planning center registration page a couple of months back. So we were promoting our Easter services, um, our Wednesday night program, Pastor Randy's uh, Bible study, a business meeting, and two camps, the student camp and the, and the, and the kids camp. So this was, our, what our, this was what our registration page looked like. So when somebody went to our registration page, they wanted to find out any information about these events or sign up their kids or sign up for the Bible study or whatever. They can do that all inside of registration. So some features, planning center registrations can be used for free if you don't use the sign-up feature. I mentioned that. Uh, the sign-up cost is based on the number of sign-ups each month and can be adjusted. So they have, and this is the way planning center works with all of their products. It's based on your usage and it's month to month. You can upgrade or downgrade throughout the months or throughout the year. So for instance, we use registration for VBS. This We had VBS of couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, I think we had 320 something people register for VBS. That was kids and adults, kids and volunteers. And 
so that package, I had to increase our registration package, but I, I was able to increase it just for two months, and then I decrease it when the event is over, so we're not paying full, so that's how the cost works out. You can, you can go up and down the scale depending on your need. So if, if there's a two months where you don't have any major events that you need people to sign up for, you can just choose the free option and use the, the free version. Don't be mad. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so you can also take payments for camps, uh, t-shirts, Bible study books. You can take payments right, right on the app, right, like right on the website, right through registrations. Um, it's a, extremely convenient. You can communicate with registrants. Is that a word, registrants? So when they register, you've got a list of everybody's registered and you want to send them details about what time you're leaving for camp. You can do all that inside of registrations. No more paper forms or clipboards, okay? So uh, remember, we're talking about systems. So if your system to get people to sign up for anything is a clipboard at, in your lobby, there's a limit to that, right? There's a limit to how many clipboards you can have on the table. But what if you like it? Well, uh, <laughs> it, you, you might like it, but here's the deal. If you, if you like it, that, that might just be like what you're willing to endure, you know, your comfortability level. And also what the congregation is willing to put up. So I, you know, I talk about this like very freely, but it was, it was probably a two or three year process of us getting away from like totally away from clipboards to totally digital. It was not overnight in any way. Like it was like, hey, we're going to start. And the, when we first started, it was, you know, we had this available and they're like, what is that? I'm signing up on the clipboard, right? <laughs> and then a couple, you know, like the 20 year olds would sign up on the, on digitally. And then we would, we just kept encouraging, kept encouraging. And then finally we took the clipboards away and we only had, and then people would like show up to the event and they, well, I, I always come to this event. You knew I was coming. Well, actually, we didn't because you didn't sign up. Like we're, it's, it was like two years of these conversations. And now it's, it's just second nature. Um, and we actually do a, a short, uh, short link. Bethany.info is a short link that links directly to our app um, where they can, they can do all the next steps, all the things that we're asking them to do. And they know anytime they want to do anything, they have to go to Bethany.info first. So this is not an overnight thing. But eventually, you can get to the place where you can get rid of those paper forms. Because obviously, that system is going to break down because those forms could get lost. Somebody erased the name. You know, somebody forgot to sign up or they signed up on the wrong form. All that stuff can happen. Is it a question? Yeah, what do you do with folks that are older that don't yes. know the need, uh -huh. that don't have, you know, they don't have a cell phone, yeah. they don't have a QR code, or right. they don't have an email, or right. I mean, what do you do for sign up, for example? Sure. Yeah, so there are, there are some of those people. It's, it's fewer and fewer, you know. Um, the older people, they, they, their phone can do QR codes. They just think they have to take a picture of the QR code. You know, they like snap a picture. They're like, okay, I'm signed up, right? <laughs> well, no, but anyway, but so we just encourage them to stop by the Welcome Center. If they, you know, if you have questions, you know, you want some help, you can stop by the Welcome Center and somebody can help them get signed up. And, but all that the person that's behind the counter is doing, they're just in planning center and they're signing them up on their behalf. Okay. So, yes, sir. So like in the connection center, you have somebody with an iPad? You can do iPads or you can do computers. Um, but you'd have somebody there for those? Yes, days. initially. So like we're to the point where, I mean, I'm probably, maybe occasionally somebody will go to the Welcome Center, but for the most part, we don't need, because we're just, they just know we're digital. Right, right. Yes. But initially, that's what I'm saying. Initially, like if you were to like launch this concept of sort of going digital in this way, you would have somebody in the lobby, you know, every week to, that could walk them through, you know, hold their hand and get them through the, the process. Yeah. Yes, sir. Sorry. Cost wise for registrations. So uh, registration is based on how many people sign up. So I think it's uh, like $14 for $14 a month for like 30 signups or less. And then I know it was $99 for us for VBS for those two months that we had VBS going. And that was for up to 400 registrations. So 400 was $99 a month 
But again, I downgraded back to the $14 level after v when VBS was over. Any other questions? I keep thinking my dad is asking a question, but he's just hot. He's just waving. <laughs> All right. So you encourage your attenders to take their next step every week. Every week you say this. So if you only do this like once a month, it's sort of like online giving. If you only promote your online giving occasionally, you're not going to get people to give online. But if every week you determine, you know what, every week we're going to communicate to the guests, every week we're going to ask um, somebody to take their next step, and every week we're going to tell them about their ways to give, um, that will help you to expand that system so that you can continue to grow. If people don't take steps forward to discipleship, they won't stay for long. That taking their next step is an important part of them getting involved and getting, building community in the church. Uh, but in order to do that, you've got to create a way for them to do that. You already have a system for people to take their next step. You do. It just probably isn't, or maybe potentially isn't scalable. Maybe your next step is the pastor has to have a one-on-one -on -one, one conversation with that person to encourage them to be baptized. That's fine, but eventually you get to a point where that, that system's going to break down. Okay, so the third thing is planning center services to keep volunteers engaged. Planning Center Services is an incredible product. We use Planning Center Services here at the convention uh, to plan the services, schedule all the volunteers. This is, this is the most, the praise team this year, we had like 52 vocalists this year, the most we've ever had. Like every praise team every night is almost an entirely different crew, which is incredible. Um, but uh, all the volunteers, band, orchestra, uh, like all the, all the tech people, everybody that's involved, we use Planning Center um, to communicate, to, to plan the services, and to, to make sure they know where they're, where they're supposed to be and when. I'm going to specifically focusing on use Planning Center services for volunteers. You probably, if, you're, if you've heard of Planning Center, you're probably thinking Planning Center that's related to music somehow. You can use it for music, and I recommend that you do, but you can use it for any volunteers. So ushers, greeters, nursery, parking lot attendants, uh, hospitality, anybody that's a volunteer, you can use Planning Center services to communicate with them, schedule them, and to uh, keep them engaged. So use services to schedule all volunteers. We use, we use it for all of our volunteers at Bethany. Of course, our musicians, band, praise team, tech team, as well as all the others that I just mentioned. Getting all the volunteers on the same system actually promotes unity, and it helps pre to prevent burnout. Because here's the deal. If you're like our church, and I'm sure you are, you have people that serve in multiple areas, right? They don't just serve in kids' ministry. They also help with hospitality, or they also serve on the worship team, or they also teach a Sunday school class, right? They have multiple roles. In Planning Center Services, you can see where, every, where each person is serving all the areas, and you prevent double booking somebody because they're already booked in this area, so you're not going to book them in this area. And you can see over a span of time how often they've served, and hey, this person served for the last eight weeks in a row, we probably need to give them a break, right? So um, scheduling, using, if you can get all of your volunteers on the same system, um, it will uh, greatly increase your, your effectiveness with your volunteers of serving them and also your scheduling. So here's my recommendation. I'm gonna go through this fast because uh, I wanna give time for questions. So planning center services, um, my recommendation is to create a folder. For, I'm going to show you what this looks like in a second. Create a folder for each ministry. You create a service type for each main service or activity, and that's like Wednesday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning, Tuesday night, whatever, whenever your service is. Uh, then you add your teams and your positions. You schedule your volunteers. We'll talk about the matrix, and you communicate with your team. So this is what it looks like in real life. These are our folders for our church. So we have a folder for adults, uh, kids, students, events, outreach, and the welcome team. Uh, so each of these folders has service types in them. So Wednesday night, this is our kid, or kids service types. This was from a little while ago. Uh, kids groups, kids Sunday, Wednesday night, nursery, kids Wednesday. So then you create a, what's called a service and you, and you start adding your teams and positions. So this is uh, this what looks like it was from March 12th earlier this year. So this, that was the audiovisual team, the band, the vocals, and the staff. So um, you can see uh, where 
Most of these are green check marks. That's awesome. Green check marks means that they've received the notification and they've confirmed that they're going to be there. And then you can see where I needed one, one needed position, alto. I need another alto. I don't know if I ever got that position filled. Um, <laughs> but this is, what it, this is what it looks like to schedule. You can schedule all of your volunteer. And you can see how beneficial this is if you are the one scheduling, right? And, and, and the, the deal is, so let me just go on. So you use the matrix to schedule your volunteers. So this is what a matrix would look like. So this is, looks like five weeks worth. And you can see the various areas, everybody who's confirmed. Um, and so I can see sort of as many weeks as I want, look out over four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, and I can schedule all of them at the same time. That's called batch scheduling, by the way. When you batch something, you do you know, multiple weeks worth of it at the same. That will save you hours of time if you can learn how to batch things. But uh, you batch them, and then in one email, I can literally send out one email that goes to everybody and it's, it's individualized, it's specific for every person that says, hey, you're scheduled to serve in kids ministry on July 9th and you're scheduled to sing on the worship team on July 16th and you're scheduled to be on the, on the greeters on July 23rd, right? They get that email, they know what time they're supposed to show up, what's expected of them. You can include your own copy, your own content of what you, what you wanna to communicate to them. And then they accept or decline. And when they accept, you get a green check mark and you sleep well at night. When they decline, when they decline, you get a red X and you also get an email notification and you, and the, you know that, oh, this person has declined. And so then you get a list of people who potentially could fill that position. Literally, you click on their name and they are sent the invitation just like that. They're sent the invitation and then they have to then follow, they follow, they accept or decline. If it's yellow, you can see over here, John Johnson has yellow. That means he hasn't responded. So I just have just part of my workflow. Every Friday morning, I, I double check Planning Center and anybody who hasn't confirmed, I send them a text. Hey, John, just checking to see if you're still good to sing. He's probably singing tenor, um, you know, this Sunday. And then when they say, oh yeah, I'll be there. I always respond. That's awesome. Please respond in Planning Center so we all know. Like I'm pushing the system on them because that's what's scalable. If they don't use the system, if, you're still, if you still have people, and I hear this regularly, well, we have people who just don't use that. Instead, this is, from, this is a quote from Craig, Craig Groeschel. Don't say that our people won't. Say we haven't led them to. Don't say our people won't, fill in the blank. Say we haven't led them to. So you lead your people to use this system, helping them understand like when everybody uses this, this allows uh, so much freedom, so much flexibility, um, allows us to really excel in our, when we're scheduling volunteers. So when you communicate with them, you communicate the what, the when, the what, the where, and the why, you can do all of that through Planning Center. My, uh, my college professor, um, I graduated from Welch in 2005, um, mentor and very very influential in my ministry as a worship leader uh, Thurman Lucas he used to say an informed choir is a happy choir and I changed that to an informed team is a happy team so if you can keep your if you can inform your team let them know well in advance when they're scheduled to serve when you want them wh what time you want them to be there I promise that will make them uh, much happy much more happy than potentially they are okay so um, I am, so uh, full disclosure, I am, own the company worshipresources.church. I am, I don't get paid by Planning Center to promote their product, but I am a partner with them and I'm listed on their website as available for migration and training services. So if you uh, would like help with Planning Center, you can hire me. Great. How much time do I got? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay, cool. You can hire me to migrate from, if you're using CCB or ACS or Realm or Fellowship One, an older system, and you want to migrate to Planning Center, I can help you do that. Uh, that was that Unity, the one that I showed you for Unity. We did that uh, at the end of last year. Um, so that's, I also do other things for churches, try to provide resources and training. This fall, I'm going to launch some courses on Planning Center. There's a, these will be step-by-step -step courses on how to use Planning Center. Uh, each product you can go at your own pace and so you can look for that if you filled up if you scan that QR code I'll probably send you an email about that um, and then I also offer just training planning center training 
So you can uh, just hire me uh, to train your teams, your volunteers. Hey, this is how you use Planning Center. This is how you can set up the right systems uh, for growth. Okay, so here's those two QR codes. If you want to schedule a call with me, that's the one at the top. You can schedule a free 30-minute call uh, at your convenience. Uh, it'll be in August because I'm about to go on vacation. And, uh, and then if you want to download those resources, you can use that bottom QR code. All right, so we've got about eight minutes or so. What questions do you guys, by the way, that's my email and phone number too if you ever want to just reach out to me. Yes, sir. Just a quick question. Does yeah. this uh, integrate, like if someone has, this is a problem I have whenever we're doing like group text, so I'm like snail mail and stuff sometimes, but uh, iPhone and Android, does it work with both of those? Yes. Awesome. Yes. You can, yes, you can download the app on, on either one. There's two people on our worship team that whenever we're texting them out, there's like the two people who have Android, so then it just right. messes the whole yeah, yeah. thing up. Yeah, it works for both. Okay. What other questions do you guys have? Sure. Yeah. I know with communication, a lot of people aren't using email as consistently anymore. Yeah. This offers the option for texting folks as well. Do most, I'm not asking you, do mm -hmm. most of your people, have they opt into the texting service or they get notifications via text? I know several of my teammates hmm. have done that yeah. rather than the email. Right. So what he's saying is uh, they can opt in to get a text notification they always get an email notification, but they can also get a text notification when they're scheduled to serve. And I, I don't, I haven't looked to see how many people use it because we have, they're pretty faithful about responding. You know, so they do that I, I get. They see the notification well, actually, I don't know. I mean, I, I do know several of them get the text messages, but I don't know like what percentage. But as an as an admin, you can actually sign them up for text messaging. Whether if they if they're not sure, or if they say I don't I don't have an email or I don't like email, they probably have an email. They just don't want to use it. You can uh, you can go into their profile and sign them up to receive a text each time they're scheduled. Yeah, thanks for report. That's that's helpful. What other questions do you guys have? Correct. Correct, yes. And so, yeah, so, I mean, we barely scratch the surface on f a few things that Planning Center can do. And so the app is web-based and it's an app. Web-based meaning you can view it on a browser. So that's when, when we're, we're communicating, we say go to bethany.info. That's a browser. They can type it in Safari or Chrome or whatever browser they're using on their phone. And it will show, it shows the same content that's on the app. Or they can go to the app store and download the app. It's just whatever they prefer. Yeah. That's why it's beneficial. I would just encourage you if you if you get like sold on a church app, like be very like churches less than a thousand people, I don't really feel like they need a dedicated church app because the stats are very clear on how many people actually download the app and then how many people actually use the app. I mean if you get to be where you're like twenty-five percent of the people are using your church app you are like far above the majority of people of church app users okay it's it's flashy and it sounds oh we have our own church app but but the thing is it's limited often to just iPhones you know and then you have to duplicate the content on it uh, this is why I love planning center because you don't duplicate any content it's gonna show when I create a registration it's gonna automatically show up in our planning center church our church app um, when I create a, a form, I can link it right into the app. When, uh, if they want to give online, they can see it right in the app. All that uh, is very much integrated. Did you have a question? Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. What other questions? Anybody? Yes, sir. You're fine. You already have a web page set up. Did you say you copy that URL in there and those registrations will populate through that your website that you already have? So you can promote your registration and then just link to your registration page in Planning Center. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't recommend that Planning Center be your main church website. I want to be clear about that. It, it's, they're, they're headed that way, but they're not there yet. There's some limitations to using Planning Center as your church website, mainly because Google is not going to find it very easily. Uh, you can't set up SEO, that stands for search engine optimization, and you can't have a custom URL. So you should have your main church website, but the, your planning center, church center account should be for your regular attenders. That's what, where your regular attenders go, and your main website is where, where you're communicating with guests. Hey, we want you to come and be a part of the church. 
that's a whole nother seminar. <laughs> so can you do, I, I'm just asking because, I mean, we're, we're still writing on some tablets. Over I get it. Uh, but, uh, so like we use Remind. Okay. Remind does everything. Like yeah. We, that we put out prayer requests, we do, mm -hmm. uh, like if we're at a men's breakfast <coughs> morning at 730, right. on Remind. Right. There are those that don't have a mind that, so there's a group of people that will make fall into the cracks. That they, well, that they actually make phone calls. Okay. So when they get the remind notice, they have a, a set group of people that they know, well, I got to call these families because mm -hmm. they don't have yeah. that. Okay. Um, can you do all that through planning center? Would that replace? You that? can. You can. Planning center has a text messaging option, uh, it's one way. Uh, probably eventually it'll be two-way. Right now it's only one way. So you can use it sort of like announcements like you're saying. Um, I would, it's been a minute since I've looked, but Remind is like, they don't like police this, but Remind is designed for schools and teachers. And so they're probably, when I last looked at it, it was sort of, it was very muddy on whether or not it was legal for churches to use it because they're trying to, Texting is obviously you guys probably get texts all the time from companies. It's becoming more and more prominent because we read text. 98% uh, of text messages are, are read, right? Whereas 30% of emails are read. So it's getting more and more prominent, but they're also like tightening down on the restrictions on who can use text messaging. So um, Planning Center has a one-way text messaging option where you could send out announcements. Um, but for us, our approach has just been to push them to Bethany.info, which is you know, our, the web-based version of the, their members, the next step version of the website. Um, yeah, so we, we'll, just one more thing. So we use, we do use text messages through Clearstream and that has a two-way option, but we use text messages sparingly. We don't use them all the time. We use it when it's like an important event or an important uh, service is canceled, join us for Easter, you know, join our give our new building campaign like these major events we use the text messaging sparingly for that yes sir so we use reminds so are you saying that, that could be i'm not saying it is i'm just saying you should look into it when i read it and this was probably three years ago when i kind of looked into it remind it said this is designed for schools if you're not a school don't use this but i know churches use it and and like i said they don't police it that i know of so and it could be they've changed and said you can use it as long as you don't abuse it kind of thing. So what other questions? Anybody? Do you use the sign up feature on, on Teams? Have you ever used the self sign up feature? I haven't. Feature? I haven't because I'm too uh, picky about who serves. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this, in Planning Center Services, you can have a feature where you just send out a link and they can sign up for where they want to serve, which weeks they want to serve and what areas they want to serve. I think that's great for like, if you're scheduling greeters or ushers or whatever, but for my case, I'm scheduling like the praise team and I don't want somebody who can't sing to sign up for the praise team, you know? So, yeah. All right, I think that's our time. Anybody, any last minute questions? Hey, thanks so much for coming today. Appreciate you guys. And if I can help you, let's chat.